I'm Milton Justice, and you're listening to I Don't Need an Acting Class. I'm very aware how difficult acting is. I mean, and just in terms of putting it together, and, and, and it's so many elements. I love quoting Lee Strasberg, of course, because of my personal feelings about him. But Strasberg said a very interesting thing, I thought. He said, the thing about the actor is that the actor is both the piano and the pianist. I liked that. However, last year I, was, I, I went to a concert of the Beethoven Mrs. Solemnus, and I was looking at this choir, and the choir was a volunteer choir, so it wasn't the kind of choir that you sometimes get where people go and they learn it in three days, and it's like a master chorale where it's very antiseptic, and just the whole nature of it, everybody in the choir was really connected to it, and it was really a remarkable experience. And what I realized is that we are not just the piano and the pianist. We're the orchestra. We're the chorus. We're the soloists. We're John McClay, who was the conductor. And even being the conductor, we are telling the playwright exactly how this play should be done. At the moment, we're working on building a character past. And there's a character, there's a character past, and there are words on the page, and there are historic documentary kind of pieces of information about the people we're working with. But yet, we have to tell people how they're, they're done. I mean, we're the conductor. And when you think about it, there's such a monumental responsibility that we have. I, we, we have to understand that responsibility when we go into it. But, it, but in, in a sense, that's really what we're doing. We're, we are a complete orchestra. We are a complete requiem mass. I mean, it's, it's like we are all of the elements. And so, therefore, it just kind of tells you why we kind of go in drips and drabs and stages. Uh, when I sing in a choral society... And we were doing the Rachmaninoff Vespers, which are in Russian. And so the, the conductor, John, was saying at one particular point, he was saying, Arch, your diction is not clear in this particular section. And I popped up and I said, John, you can have the notes, the Russian, and the rhythm. But you can only have two of them at this stage of rehearsal. I mean, pick. Because it, it was like you couldn't do all of it. So, in an odd sense, I, I mean, I want you all to be very, very encouraged because in little bits and pieces, you are getting specific things. Some of you are getting different things. Some of you are getting the experience of things. Some of you are, are finding visual images of things. Uh, one of the reasons I made the note last week about you have to really, really actively use your technique. I mean, it, it's for a long time you have to actively say, okay, I'm going to work on visual images and really see the visual images and live off of the visual images because that happens to be what I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus on. Um, one day, I don't know, 
some weird day, it'll all fall into place, and you won't understand why it falls into place. I, I mean, I swear to you, every single time I have a breakthrough, I think to myself, oh, well, that was simple. How did I miss that before? And it is totally the nature of what we do. I have absolutely no idea. I mean, I, I, the thing I like singing in a choral society, all of a sudden, one day, we had the rhythm, we had the notes, we had the Russian. I mean, just it was, it was three and a half months of rehearsal, but it's like all of a sudden it just fell into place. But if you look at it in pieces, it's very, very difficult. But we do have to approach it that way sometimes. The one thing that we can't do is just throw it out there and expect it to land. Um, that's the one thing that we can't do. Uh, I found this th thing in one of the academic journals I read because that's what I do during this period. So I will read it to you, and then I'll send it to you later. And it just had to do with an approximation. It wasn't really a translation of Stanislavski, but it was an interpretation of a Stanislavski translation. He said, the first acquaintance with a role is the first stage of creative work. In an extended metaphor, Stanislavski compares this acquaintance to the first meeting of lovers in which the author seduces the actor. Rehearsals bring them even closer, resulting with their marriage. The relationship eventually leads to the birth of a new human being, the character. Anyway, I like the metaphor. But, uh, it, but it, you do ha have to kind of say, all right, I'm getting a little bit more. I'm getting a little bit more. I'm getting a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, one day, this fantasy happens where that line between you and the character, you, you don't know where you end and the character begins. It's just so clear to you, and you begin to see the world in that particular way. And so, I, I, but it, it, is a, it is a slow process. It is a process that you have to just say, oh, my God. I mean, I, I understand it totally. It, it's like you sit there and you think, oh, how will I ever get this? It's too much information. But it really is at the risk of bringing up what my therapist reminded me constantly, slow and steady wins the race. And so you really do have to kind of just take on, or I understand this much today. I understand this much today. On the other hand, you want to keep digging. I happened to work with Greg a couple of days ago on the exercise he did on Monday, and it was a wonderful exercise. It was, an, it was a wonderful choice that he was sitting and watching the men in front of the, cruising each other, and, and one of them turns out to be a cop who uh, puts him in handcuffs. And, however, then... I said to him, and then what happened? And so I said, and then what? I mean, I, you, then you have to say, and then what happened? 
You have to keep going and keep digging and keep going to, and then what happened? What happened? What happened after that? What did he do after that? We know where we're headed. The joy of acting is we cheat. We know where we're headed. We know what we're doing. We know what this guy did. But the joy of it is that because we know where we're headed, we know how to build it to help us get there. But it is important. This happened, and now I want to know, so then what happened? Because I'm always on this road. I can't even begin to tell you how much it is like movie structure. When, when you do story structure in movies, you always have to know what the end of the movie is when you start. It's just like a rule because you're headed that direction. And in an odd sense, we do the same thing, especially with these particular things. We're building the past of a character. Erica's idea that it, it was a biopic is just perfect because what you're doing is you keep building something that builds, something that's a little bit better, and it's a little bit better, and this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. But sometimes I think you have to approach it. I always approached movie structure as if you were telling a child a story. Once upon a time, there was a shark, and it ate a girl. And then somebody says, oh, and then what happened? You, you see, so then the sheriff shut down the beach, and everybody got very upset because they had to wear masks. And so it's like one thing after another, and one thing builds, and this thing builds, and this thing builds. And so, it, it, you know, all of it becomes like that because one thing leads to another. So keep that in mind. It, it, you make really, really good choices, but it doesn't just sit there. You make a really good choice, but you have to keep digging, and you have to keep digging. And the more you dig and get to this depth, because that's what we want. We want to be brilliant actors. I've said this before. I've never interviewed somebody, who, and I said, so what do you want to do? And they said, well, I'd like to be a mediocre actor. I, you know, I, don't, I haven't met those people. Some people end up mediocre actors, but I haven't met them as they enter a class. So the, the nature of this is I always have another question I can ask. I always have another place I can go. I can always add something else. And that's what takes me someplace and keeps me alive. Hi, everybody. It's Walker Vreeland. I'm the producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Director of online media is Evan Sollers, and music is provided by David DeJuice. If you have a question or comment you'd like Milton to address on an upcoming episode, email us at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Again, that's questionsformilton at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks so much for listening.